All right, everyone, before we kick off today's episode, we have to introduce you to our incredible sponsor, Champions Round. Whether you're already a fantasy player or just trying to become one, competing with friends doesn't stop at the final whistle. Neither should your fantasy league. Champions Round is building the arena where your favorite sports and athletes are always in play. They're the only round-based fantasy sports game, which is pretty cool because they break up the season into small chunks and you have more chances to draft your perfect team and to win, of course. You can do your mock drafts, play with friends, family, or even us. Play with us, your draft queens. So go on, download the Champions Round app on the App Store to play today. And now, let's get into today's show. What's up, everybody? It's your Draft Queens, Kate Michelle here. You guys, we're coming off a really, really exciting week for so many reasons. What is up, Michelle? How was your fantasy week? How was your football week? How's your week? I've missed you. (laughs) I have missed you as well. This is always my favorite four hours of the week because we just (laughs) gab and gab and gab uh, about football, among other things. Uh, we are coming off a pretty interesting week. I, you know, I don't feel personally great about what happened on my team last week, but please, do I. please share do I. your excitement from the Titans game last week. As per usual, we have to always get your reaction to the Titans game. Hey, let's start with the good stuff, right? <laughs> exactly. We start with start with the positive. Oh my goodness! All right, let me set the scene here. So we're coming off. Lot, we're riddled with COVID, right? My poor Tennessee, my beautiful poor Tennessee Titans. Everyone left and right going up and down. You know, we had Adam Humphreys sitting for a little while, Corey Davis. You don't know who's going to get hit next, right? We're coming into our fifth game of the season. Huge. Interdivisional. We've talked about this. AFC South against the Texans. You're Deshaun Watson. Excellent team. As predicted... It was an absolute shootout, and it's always that way for Titans, Texans, or anything interdivisional. And Michelle, Derrick Henry is my muse. Um, he's uh, insane. Oh. He's insane. He's just a truck. Did you did you did you watch? Did you see the game? It was like the most beautiful piece of artwork I have ever witnessed. The big man just, he just, how does a running back do that? I can't believe it. It was such a great win. I'm feeling high on life today, but I can't believe it. Hey, I will say that's a great win. Great game. My boy Deshaun had 51 fantasy points. So that was Damn. basically my my shining moment last week. Oh, Damn. you know, Deshaun, I've said it, I've said it a hundred times. He's finally come out of that dark hole. The first three games that they had mm-hmm. were tough. He's been a stud ever since. But I got to tell you, the rest of my team, not so much studs. I think we made a lot of, a lot of bust picks last uh, week. I, I think like particularly you and I made some really busty picks. I mean, here's the thing. We did, and we will admit that. I will say, though, you know, in my in my standard, like, Sunday morning, kind of watching all the games, like or watching all, like, the um, the uh, the pre-shows and all the rankings mm-hmm. and all that stuff, a lot of people 
said the same thing we did. So there was a, like there was just some major bustage last week. One of the biggest busts. Not my call because I of course played him. Why would you not? My number one draft pick, Zeke Elliott, cannot. He has oh butterfingers. The, the man needs to hold on to the ball, sir. Holy shit. All right. So, I mean, we should talk about this later in the show, obviously, but I played Andy goddamn Dalton. So between the two of those chumps, uh, I'm over the Cowboys. Like, it, there was, it no, lost don't be, me my game. I know. I Like, there, there's... There, pissed. We thought there was more upside for Andy Dalton. I think he needs a few more weeks to settle in. That said, I have no idea what the fuck is going on with Zeke, but I went into the game... With Zeke playing, I went into my, I think it was Sunday night's game. I had Zeke playing. The person I was playing had Kyler Murray. I was like, okay, Mm -hmm. Kyler's going to have a good game. Kyler's awesome and Dallas D's not good. But I at least have Zeke, so I'm feeling pretty good, right? Yes. Okay, Kyler Murray puts up 41 points. Zeke puts up eight. Uh, Michelle loses. (laughs) It was awful. (laughs) It was awful. I it was did the awful. Same fucking thing. I lost I by like less thing. than ten, and I really like. I don't like going into Sunday night's game with it being close anyway. But I at least felt like okay, Kyler Zeke, the game's close. We'll be okay. And then Kyler went off, and Zeke just fell off a cliff. I was. It was horrible. I'm so sorry for that. <sighs> But at least, at least we, now we know, like, a new Cowboys team with Andy Dalton and a suffering Zeke actually gives way to a couple new starts and sits that we can get to a little bit later in the show. Very so, true, uh, very true. We should also mention, as we do in our, in our opening, before we get to the huddle, teams oh yeah. on by this week. Oh, let's talk about them. Um, there's some big ones this week. Vikings, Colts, Ravens, Dolphins. So this is when Stardom Sidham also gets interesting because a lot of those names mm. we might normally have in there one way or the other, we will not be talking about. But just make sure, friendly reminder from your draft queens to remove players that are on by this week. Thank you very much for that. Uh, I think we need that because alongside COVID, these bye weeks get really dicey. They get really dicey. So uh, I know for me personally, Vikings and Ravens are going to hurt. But we're gonna we're gonna find our way around it. We're gonna start and we're gonna sit in a whole new way this week going into week seven. So I think for for today, Michelle, do we want to uh, get right into it so we can start to huddle and then get get over to our start and sit? Let's huddle up. All right, we are here in the huddle, the COVID yes, version of huddling, which means we are definitely six feet away from one another. Have no fear. We're we're a screen away from one another, unfortunately, but it's time for the huddle, and me and Kate are going to get through as many big-time sports headlines as we can in 60 seconds for you. Yeah, and a lot of it is uh, is football-based, isn't it, Michelle? Because we're coming off of a lot of sports. There's but, a lot uh, of interesting ones in here this week. I think there's going to be some eyebrow raisers. Okay, well, I haven't peeked at these, so should we just like go ahead and see how this one pans out? Because uh, I haven't peeked, so it might be ugly. All right, <laughs> I think you should count us down, and I will read our first headline. I will count us down. I've got one minute on the clock, 60 seconds. Michelle, 
in three, two, one, huddle. New Orleans Saints' Michael Thomas is able to return after disciplinary action if his ankle is ready. The Chiefs signed Le'Veon Bell to a one-year deal as former Jets running back prioritizes winning. The Baltimore Ravens are planning to bring in wide receiver Dez Bryant for evaluation, and if they think he's fit, they would sign him to their practice squad. NFL moves Tampa Bay Buccaneers and Las Vegas Raiders game to Sunday afternoon. Sources say the Seattle Seahawks are one of a few teams looking at Antonio Brown. No shit. Okay. Uh, Tampa Bay Rays Brandon Lowe homers twice in Game 2 over the Los Angeles Dodgers. Uh, Phil Mickelson is a bit worried about having uh, fans at an event before the Masters. Did we we do it? Okay. Uh, we are like way ahead of schedule. That was like 45 seconds. Oh my God. Either we just are really good at this or there weren't enough headlines this week. The timer hasn't even gone off yet. We're not even, you know, okay, I'm canceling the timer. We, uh, (laughs) we also read those kind of slow. Maybe we just are really, really good at NFL headlines. Of which there are some real, there's some really weird ones in here antonio brown tell me right more. des bryant like when's the last des time you heard bryant? those names uh not recently lev bell i mean quite frankly he's kind of getting up there too i'm not gonna lie this whole lev bell thing is just like <sighs> you go to the Tired. jets you get all this money then you suck then you get injured and then you want to win a super bowl <sighs> i don't know that's not the kind of guy i want on my team i i get what i, like I get tired. it but like i agree i that one kind of rubbed me the wrong way. Like, come on, man. Well, there are like, it, it gave way. And thank you, bless you, internet, for some really hilarious memes. <laughs> but aside from that, I mean, like, I'm over, I'm over it. Like, I feel like Lev Bell is tired for me. Uh, I don't know how he's going to slot into the Chiefs offense. I mean, I'm sure Sounds he'll slot like in. Ring I'm chasing. sure he'll slot in great. He is I'm absolutely sure. ring chasing. It's totally obvious. I just don't love that kind of thing, but he'll slot in fine. You tell me Mahomes is not going to want to like dump pass the ball to him? Like of course he will. You know what I mean? But I just I don't appreciate that kind of stuff to be honest. Yeah, well, it's that one I would say is probably the least surprising of these headlines. I'm so curious about Des Bryant joining the Ravens potentially and then Antonio Brown I didn't hear that Antonio Brown might be looked at by the Seahawks dude I'm telling you I was reading these today and I was just completely and utterly surprised these are two names that I have not heard in quite some time look I don't know it could be you know a a, uh you know a way to help these teams who are obviously already doing well the Ravens the Seahawks like but just to solidify, you know, a playoff spot or or a strong playoff run to have, you know, mm. a big name, you know, wide receiver like uh, Seattle, that one kind of is a head scratcher because Tyler Lockett and, and Metcalf have been having amazing seasons. So that mm-hmm. one is sort of a surprise to me. The Ravens, they're great, but they don't really have a star star, you know, wide receiver. You know, Lamar's really the star over there. But yeah, these mm-hmm. these really got me scratching, scratching my head. I'm very curious to follow those stories. Well, I guess uh, it's nothing if not written in ink, right? So this is just swirl right now. So I guess no action needed for all you listeners. No action but... needed, although I, I tried to, I read the headlines and I tried to go search for Des Bryant as like a player on the waiver wire. He's not even listed. 
That is so bizarre. Wow. <laughs> All sorts of moves being made, especially with, and we'll get to our injury report in our stardom setum. But uh, yeah, there's some interesting seasonal moves being made just based on uh, people dropping like flies this year. So, wow. Crazy. Who knew? Crazy, crazy, crazy. Um, another one we have to talk about just real quick. And again, maybe this is for start set as well, but Michael Thomas back after both an, an ankle injury and then discipline on the team for didn't he punch his teammate is that like, like the latest the word teammate. it's like come on come on everybody can we just be chill can we not be children please well i i would be curious like to get the exact wording right like did he push someone or did he punch someone i think it I'm was like, a if you're push. throwing el- Okay, if he pushed someone, like, it's football. There's a lot of pushing <laughs> going around here, guys. Like, I... That, to me, feels innocuous. But if he it, punched someone... I don't think I don't, it, I don't think it was a punch. I think it was a push. Either way, grow up. Like, that's ridiculous. <laughs> but look, to add grow insult up. to injury, literally, you know, he's still not in full practice this week. So, you know, I, I just... I don't know. Things things not going well for Michael Thomas this season. Let's put it that way. Hmm. Oh, you're right. It does say punched. Sorry. Asterisk. It says he punched a teammate. Punched. Okay. So if, That's you're, absurd. Punching te- if you're punching teammates, then I'm not cool with you. Like, I don't agree. punch your teammates. Push them. Football. Like, <laughs> that's okay. Them. Push we- them. <laughs> Definitely push them. Like, that's part of the job. That's, like, in your JD. <laughs> Do not punch people. Don't punch people. That's it. That's it. I wonder period. if it was like on or off field. I wish we could like call these you players. You call up Michael I just Thomas? like to know. I'm sure he would yeah. love to hear from the draft queens. And like, not everybody else is calling he's him been, up about punching people. He, he's been, yeah, he's been <laughs> waiting for this call. No, and I'm really, jokes aside, I am curious like how that will affect the Saints. I'm also curious if they'll even play him. Like, I don't know. It, it just, it, it's the Antonio Brown syndrome, right? Like, when you have someone who negative. is very negative. negative to your team culture, like, what? You play them? I don't know. I might sit them if I'm, if I'm in New Orleans. It seems as though that the Saints may not even have to make that decision because it, it, it looks like the injury is still going to be a problem for, for this week. So mm. they, they won't technically have to deal with that. But, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm not cool with punching teammates. We're like adults. Yeah, here, I would agree. Everybody. Well, it seems that the people who can keep it together, first of all, uh, we got baseball still going. So the Rays and the Dodgers are just rounding the horn of game two, I guess. Yeah, so tie, that's exciting. Tied for up 1-1. World... You think the Dodgers will do it again for, what is it, third year in a row? I like the Dodgers. Is that right? I'll put my money on the Dodgers. I do too. Why not? I have a Clayton Kershaw jersey. There you go. Why not? That's in our promo picture. That's in our Draft Queens picture. That's true. That's true. But check us out. We look really fly in our <laughs> promo pictures. <laughs> and then there's golf. Like, there's some golf going on. I don't know. Phil Mickelson, just just preserve him. He's a national treasure, but <laughs> Basically, the Masters will be fun. Please keep yeah. people in a bubble and far away from him. Mm-hmm. Well, those were good ones, Michelle. Very football heavy, but that was a good huddle. All right. Well, I think that leads us to our favorite segment of the entire week. Yes, yes, yes. Let's go. All right, let's go. I think we got to get right into it, our stardom sitem segment. And we've got lots and lots to get to. But before we do, 
Our stardom sit this week is brought to you, as always, by our sponsor, Champions Round. Uh, so let's get right into it. I mean, we're going to start, as always, Michelle, looking back at where we made some serious, more so busts this week. Like, I really made a lot of bad calls on my fantasy team. And I'm I'm sorry. For those of you who listened to me for that, I'm sorry. Uh, I, I don't know exactly where to start. Where do you want to start? Well, because in the spirit of trying to, uh, you know, start on a positive note. Um, let's do it. You know, we did talk about uh, Christian Kirk last week and the homie blew up. So that was a boom and I feel good about that. That's probably about the only good news I have from last week. I think I have no good news. I think that's the only good news we have from last week. I talked we talked a lot about Robert Tanyan. He was a total bust last week and now I believe he's injured. Um he was the lightning in a bottle we originally thought. Like, we should have stayed on that bandwagon. I know. Because, Why do like, I always go, I, like, talk myself into one thing, and then at the umpteenth hour, I'm like, well, maybe it's a good idea. Yeah, I do the same thing. It's like toxic tinkering. <laughs> That's what it should be called. Toxic tinkering with your lineup. That's If you've already set it in stone, just leave it. I'm the queen. I'm the queen of that. Speaking of other, well, things I didn't think were going to be toxic, but were toxic. Remember when we talked about Dalvin Cook being injured and how great it was that I had Alexander Madison? Yeah, that didn't, that didn't fare well. He did nothing. Really? Nada. I was so excited about that one. And, and... On top of everything else, yeah, let's keep it going. How many busts I had last week. Uh, (laughs) Nicole Hardman, who you wanted on the waivers, and I snuck in and got it thinking, look at me, I got this Casey, he's like multifaceted, you know, he returns kicks, he's a wide receiver, he gets some of those like crazy weird, you know, run plays. Sammy Watkins Watkins is out. I'm like, I got this, I'm in. I sneak in, I get him. Kate's pissed, I get hate texts earlier in the week. Kate is so mad at me. (laughs) Guess what? Dodged a fucking bullet because he put up an egg. Zero. No shit. Zero. No shit. He didn't even get a point for like catching the kickoff. Like zero. (laughs) Oh, that is really extra, extra bad. And guess what? I picked him up in both my leagues. No yeah. shit. Double zero. I didn't check. I didn't check. You're okay. well. So you're lucky. Uh, I ha- I not only got him. Yeah, that was uh, that did not go well for me. Well, if you want to feel a little bit better about your life, because I made some massive busts also, uh, and ended up losing in my league by eight points. Which, while I had three players to play in the Monday Night Football game, three players how did i not get like 20 points good question. first and foremost first and foremost chase edmonds what a bummer i'm still not really sure why he was a bust i guess christian kirk i don't know but he had like three points okay that sucked uh and Kenyon drake actually wasn't as big of a bust as he was the previous week so yeah. okay bummer second of all I dropped the Cardinals' defense. They absolutely obliterated <laughs> Andy Dalton and Zeke. But you also had, but you also had Andy Dalton, so it would have been stupid of you to play that defense against your quarterback. I mean, I guess there's like some strategy to it because half of me was like, maybe I should have just like played. Maybe I could have counterbalanced them, but you can't predict these things, you know. Like you don't no, know. No crystal ball, and honestly. Yeah, our crystal ball, whatever it was last week, was just off. was off. But like I said, a lot of these guys that we're talking about, the experts, because I would never call us experts, the experts 
were talking the same, you know, th- talking the same stuff we were about what we were thinking and mm-hmm. what they were thinking. There was a ton of synergy. There just were a lot of guys that did not do what everybody was thinking. I still can't believe, like, the biggest one for me was, like, the Dalton-Zeke pairing. And, w- of course, we get fucked between the two of us. Like, <laughs> That's Dalton why I had, lost. like, 10 points. I, I mean, I lost for multiple reasons. But I really felt, you know, I got Zeke going into this game. It's definitely going to be lots of points scored. I, I honestly especially thought because Dalton was, you know, trying to get his feet and know the offense, I thought he would feed the ball to Zeke, and I would have crushed it. That's what I thought. Yeah. Yeah. But no. Yeah. You can't – no crystal ball. No crystal can't predict ball. these things. No crystal ball. We had a shitty week. You know what? It's okay. Let's we look still ahead. Titans Let's to look smile ahead. about. Let's look ahead. Let's look ahead. So um, how do we make this better for week seven? Who do we have sitting uh, because of either wah-wah injuries or COVID? Who we got? Okay. Colonel Mostart comes back. And then gets injured again. So he is now officially on IR with a different injury. Glass. Yeah. Oh, my God. This has been terrible for me. Um, I love him. I miss him. I'm so sad. He's on IR. Um, we'll talk a little bit later about what that means for McKinnon. Um, other names. Monitor Joe Mixon. There's some, there's some uh, conversation out there um, about him being limited in practice. Um, there was a, a foot injury, I believe it was. Um, it's still kind of questionable, uh, you know, as of Thursday, you know, that, that he's not practicing, not really sure what that's going to mean. Could mean upside for Giovanni Bernard, but mix in mm-hmm. on, on the injury report. Beware of that one. Um, Miles Sanders on Philadelphia that is in the Thursday night game. So by this time, when you're listening to this, that's already mm-hmm. passed, but new on the injury list. So we're giving them all to you. Um, mm-hmm. let's see. Uh, Baker, I, I was, I, I believe Baker was on, uh, Baker Mayfield was on the, um, injury report, um, as well, but I believe he will start this week, but either way, just keep an eye on him. Um, he did get benched last week as well. Not so great. Um, but he's been dealing with injury. The game last week was mm-hmm. not so great, um, against the Browns. So just a, uh, a note to self there, um, some, some pain in the ribs, which is never good for a quarterback. Like, Ooh. so beware of that one for, for week seven. He's not ruled out quite yet, but, uh, one to, one to keep an eye on for sure. Okay. Uh, who else do we have here? Keenan Allen. That kind of sucks. Uh, that does he, suck. Yeah, that's, that's a bummer. Yeah, he uh, he had some. He came out of the game with back spasms um, last week. Oh, that's not good. Haven't seen a new update quite yet, um, but that's that's you know not great. So keep an eye on uh, Keenan Allen, um, Zach Ertz. Oh my God, we're on, we're back on that. Like the we got to read a hundred million of these things. Unfortunately, I know there's a lot. There's a lot. No Zach Ertz. You know, he's on I, IR. I he's say, out. IR. We're done. Yeah, he's done. He's done. Can I just give you like my there? I mean, hats off to all these people. I hope they get well soon yes. and feel better and are back in our lineups. But we do have a season ending injury and it's particularly close to my heart. Can I just shout this one out? Yes, Even please. though he's not going to be in your lineups. Taylor Lewin. Taylor Lewan on the Titans. Oh, no. Uh, dad. He is one of our favorites. And, uh, he tore his ACL. It's just really, it, it's sad at this point in the season when you see guys going down left and right. So 
even uh, I particularly noticed this week it was a lot of linemen that were also going down. So we don't pay as much attention, I guess, uh, because they're not pickable for our fantasy leagues. But, you know, it's something to pay attention to for these defenses because it's starting to unravel true. a little bit. So very true. Got to call those out, too. Got to call those out, too. Oh, that's that section's really sad. I know we need to get into stardom sit which will be more fun. Yeah, because this like gives way to actually some really exciting potential waiver moves you can make this week. Because uh, some Between of these buys like, and injuries, for... right? Like, yeah. yeah, this is gonna be fun. This is gonna be fun. All right. Um, where 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 should we start? I guess running backs. Yeah, let's start. Let's start at running backs. Uh, I think we talked about this player um, a couple of weeks ago, but they were also on buy last week. Um, Justin Jackson on the Chargers. Um, you know the. He really seems to be the clear... I think it was a little unclear when Eckler went out if it was going to be Josh Kelly or Justin Jackson sort of taking the majority of the of the work in the backfield. It seems as though um, Jackson, you know, has really been kind of stepping up there. They play the Jaguars this week, um, which, you know, surrender a lot of points to the running backs. They're coming mm-hmm. off of bye. So I feel, I feel pretty high on uh, Justin Jackson this week. I like that. And another one to feel high on, I think, is unfortunately your Colonel Mustart over there for the 49ers. He, like I said, made a glass. So if you dropped Jarek McKinnon or if you held on to him and benched him the last week or so just to see, congratulations, because he's going to be their starter again. Well, let's see how he does, because, you know, he he he, he had a couple of those big games when Mostart was originally out. Then Mostart came back. And, you know, mm-hmm. obviously, you know, he didn't see as much. I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see what happens with McKinnon. I, I I view him as a little shaky at this point. Yeah, interesting. Interesting. Well, I, I feel like I'm I feel excited about him. Uh, I don't really know how he'll fare just again, because like generally the 49ers are really hard to put a finger on the pulse for this season, which is just bizarre to say. But uh, keep an eye on him. Keep an eye on him. Might not be bad for the back pocket. Could be, could be. Uh, I'm. We, this is a name we haven't really talked about, but Ronald Jones on the Bucks has been, you know, kind of killing it. I'm looking at his stats right now. The last three games, he's over 100 yards um, in each in each of those games. Um, really? Yeah, he's he's been like they they've been really working him in the backfield. There's been some issues with Leonard Fournette not playing, and you know Ronald Jones has really really stepped up. Like I said, last three games over 100 rushing yards. In each game, he scored two touchdowns last week. Um, and uh, what they're saying is this this Tampa Bay-Vegas game should be pretty uh, pretty high scoring. Um, so I would say uh, if you've got Ronald Jones, get him in your lineups this week. Mm, I like that take. I haven't thought about Ronald Jones. Um, I have another one that I, I think probably won't pan out maybe this week. But if you have an extra roster spot... I mean, like we said, Zeke was uh, Butterfingers this week. And um, if that continues, which who knows if it will or won't, but with Dalton there, maybe it's just not the right, you know, it's not the right vibe for Zeke. If Zeke keeps up this buttery fingerness, maybe worth stashing Tony Pollard. I don't know. Maybe he'll get more work in the coming games if you just need someone to manufacture. Uh, I don't know if I would necessarily start him this week for week seven, but um, yeah, maybe maybe worth stashing. I don't know. Maybe, maybe I don't know. It's a lot of no crystal ball. I have no idea. 
Maybe. But look, I mean, I said this earlier. Zeke's been driving me insane. He has not been nearly as good as he <laughs> is meant to be. You know, Dalton's going to need a minute to, you know, sort of settle in. Um, so, you know, look, for the most part, you're not sitting Zeke. No one's no one's sitting him. You know what I mean? 100%. Like, you're, you're just not. Yeah. That's getting way too cute. They play Washington this week. Um, and so, you know, I, I would hope this is a bounce back week for uh, for the Cowboys. Hopefully. Hopefully. Let's see if Tony gets any work at all, but just something on the radar. Speaking of bounce backs, and I'm going to jump right into quarterbacks here. The Falcons have been terrible. Absolutely terrible. terrible. But (laughs) they finally won a game against the Vikings. Matt Ryan appeared to show up to work that day. He threw almost 400 yards and four touchdowns against the Vikings last week. when he goes, he goes. It's taken him a while okay. to get there, but last week he went. Well, I was um, I was between him and Drew Brees. Like technically, Matt Ryan was ranked higher for fantasy when we were drafting, and I had a choice essentially between like Matt Ryan, who's got this crazy ceiling. He has a crazy ceiling. True. Like when he goes off, he is one of the best QBs in fantasy. Period. Full stop. No argument there. But then he has he loses five games and has no touchdowns and doesn't show up to work to start the True. season. So boomer bust, but it is heartening to see him have a boom week. I think because he, hopefully that'll help equalize him. Yeah, I think I think that was a huge week. They needed that one, you know, as as a team. They've got Julio Jones back, so that that's a game changer. Um, they played Detroit this week. Uh, so I definitely see, uh, you know, that as a strong matchup. So uh, Matt Ryan feels good to have him uh, back in your lineup and feel good about it again. Mm-hmm. I like that. I like that. Um, we also still have Justin Herbert called out, and I've still got him in my lineups, uh, even though he had a bye week last week. Maybe he's on your waivers. If someone had to stream a QB, go take a look just because they may have dropped him. I don't know. Uh, but I still think he's a boom. What do you think? Herbert? Oh, yeah. He's definitely a boom. Yeah, for sure. They're playing Jacksonville. Oh, and he's also gonna their have a, lineup. Yeah, he's going to have a huge week. Well, can I read the lineup for week 7 through 11? They're playing Jacksonville, Denver, Las Vegas, Miami, New York Jets. Yeah, they're they're on. He's they're gonna on a run. ride yeah. those five out. Yeah, they're on a tear. Man, Justin Herbert gets me really fired up. Man, <laughs> I'm so excited. He's like getting to Joe Burrow level. This is very exciting. <laughs> I, hey, not not for nothing. Joe Burrow has been killed it too. So um, I think yeah. you know it's uh, it's been exciting to see that. Look, I think we talked about like Burrow and Bridgewater. You know, last week they had really tough matchups. This week I think they'll have much better matchups. So you probably want those guys back in your lineup. And, uh, mm-hmm. and well, what about this? So, you know, what happened in, uh, in, you know, Miami with, uh, Fitzpatrick getting benched and your boy Tua getting in there? I am shocked about that. Okay. Can we pause there for a second? Because I meant to dig my heels in there before we started recording and I didn't do any research, but I obviously saw that iconic clip of Tua sitting in the middle of the field. That was, after that was he- so epic. I like almost teared up like that was very emotional his first NFL game ever he sits on the field for 10 minutes after the game or what have you because he had his first NFL start for four minutes coming in for Fitzpatrick now my question is why is he starting 
did he have like a really great four minutes on the field or is Fitz magic hurt or it, is this just time for a transition? It sounds like it was very abrupt and it sounds like Fitzpatrick was not prepared to not be the starter anymore. It reading between the lines. My guess is that they, you know, they've been waiting for the right moment to transition to Tua and they just decided now is the time because it seems as though it came, you know, as a uh, as a bit of a um, surprise, especially to, mm. um, you know, uh, Fitzpatrick himself. So, you know, Tua will be, you know, the the starter um, starting in uh, in in week eight. It looks like obviously we talked about this. The Dolphins are on by this week, but you know, week eight they've they've announced that Tua will be the starter. Who knows what that means for uh, Fitzpatrick? Maybe he gets traded, may, you know, like, but yeah, from from what I'm reading, it, it sounds like this may have been a plan all along and now was the time for them to execute on it, I guess. Hmm, and maybe that's an interesting point. Maybe they are gearing up for a trade because it would be a good time considering you mentioned Baker might be sitting, Sam Darnold's like all these guys are... Uh... They're going to need a backup in that QB spot. So interesting call. I just figured you'd be know. excited about Tua, even though they're not playing this week. Yeah. But I thought you would like that one. I love that one. Thank you for putting that on there. That was a good little one. I will say just to round out the QB slot, uh, just a reiteration to sit Andy Dalton. I picked him up and started him. I just do not... I, I keep saying this. I've been There's been arguments in my household about this. So I want your opinion on this. We've been arguing back and forth. I am of the mind that he is just not going to perform. Like, I, I, just, I have flashbacks to the Bengals when they were 0-16, and people disagree with me, but I just do not feel it from Andy Dalton. Damn it. I, I still think that he will bounce back and he'll be a, a solid quarterback for them. I think the first week was a little tough. I, I think you have to learn the offense. I think he's a vet. I think he's led mm. teams to playoffs. I think he just needs – he has weapons. I think he just needs to settle in a, minute, a little bit. And and I think, you know, playing Washington this week, you know, helps him a little mm-hmm. bit. So I'm not as uh, – I'm not as, like, bench uh, bench happy with, with Dalton. Look, it also depends on your situation. I mean, if you've got – maybe you have, um, you know, Lamar Jackson, right, who you're obviously always playing, but they're on bye this week. So you need to find someone. I feel like based on that, you know, having Dalton in your lineup, maybe he's not your every week starter, but knowing that someone like Lamar Jackson is on bye this week, you know, look, Mm -hmm. the rookies have kind of proven me wrong, I think, this year when you talk about, you know, Tua now getting the starting, you know, spot, um, what Joe, you know, Burrow is doing, what Justin Herbert is doing. I tend to feel like it takes the the rookies a minute to like get in there. These guys have totally proven that statement wrong and they've just oh, been yeah. like, you know, on fire. And then my other argument would be, look, at least Andy, Andy Dalton has experience. So some, you know, he's older. I get it. He's not Tua. He ain't running around like that. You know what I mean? Or Kyler Murray. He's not running around that fast, but he does have a lot of experience and he's worked with some really great wide receivers and some great you know, team. So I'm not totally, I'm not totally out on, on Dalton yet. And I think uh, the Cowboys are going to need to fire themselves up. You know, they lose Zeke, uh, sorry, they lose Dak and then they lose that game last week. I think they need to fire it up against Washington. By the way, that's also usually a pretty good, uh, you know, rivalry match. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, 
if they can't do it against Washington, I don't know when they're going to do it. So I, I really hope you're right, and they could certainly light a fire. I, I hope it works out for Mr. Mister Dalton. <laughs> All right, we should probably talk wide receivers. That was a lot of QB action right there. Yeah, and we've got some big booms for this week. And I stand corrected. I, I will say, I stand fully corrected against Chase Claypool. He looks great. The man looks excellent, and Roethlisberger is giving him that silver platter of these beautiful bombs. I mean, he trusts him. It's a beautiful him. thing for it's, your fantasy numbers. It's clear that he trusts him, right? So, you know, in looking at the numbers, he doesn't get a ton of targets. Let's be totally fair. I'm looking at it. Two, three, four, eleven, four. That's across all the mm. games. That's not a lot of targets. Here's the, here's the, excuse me, here's the um, impressive part. He mm-hmm. catches almost every single ball that, that Roethlisberger throws to him. You know, so in the first game, he's two for two. In the second game, he's three for three. Third game, he, he dropped three. Sec- uh, fourth game, he dropped three. Last week, four for four. So he's not getting a ton of targets, but he's catching the ball on those plays. He's finding the end zone like every other game. So, I mean, not as many targets as maybe, Mm -hmm. you know, um, someone else, but reliable, catches the ball, and and he's going to get those long, you know, yardage plays or the touchdowns because Ben trusts him. Yeah, I love that. I love that. And it's a similar situation, I guess, with Christian Kirk, who really proved himself – this past week, and, and he was fun to watch. So oh, man. I, I, I'm going to be a start for Christian Kirk Dude, all day I, long. I snagged him really just because it was a little bit of a fringe play. I wasn't totally sure. I had like Thielen, or not Thielen, I had a couple other guys on by last week. I, um, I just thought, you know, he's that big play guy. He is boom or bust. But I feel like Kyler plays boomy. And they were playing oh, yeah. against, like, the Dallas D. I was like, this guy's going to go for one. Guess what? Only two for three. Not a lot. Wow. But one of them was 86-yard touchdown. So th- that, that that alone made the week. And then, you know, he, he actually ran one in two, which is kind of crazy. I did not see that happening. But, look, I think the guy's been pretty consistent, which has been awesome. Again, he's it's similar to what we were just saying, you know, about Claypool. It's not a ton of targets. It's really not. But – most of the time, at least one of those targets is like a 40 or 50 yard pass. So, you know, again, flex player, you have someone on by, you need a little help. They're playing Seattle. We've talked about Seattle D. I, I think this is going to be a very similar game to last week with a lot of points. Mm-hmm. I've got a, uh, I, I've got another who I feel like is similar to a Christian Kirk, especially seeing the way Tannehill's been playing for the Titans lately. So I picked up uh, Adam Humphreys this week just as kind of like my uh, sneak him into my flex or if I just need to swap him in wide receiver wise. Uh, He's been he's rostered on 5% of teams and he's started on less than 2%. So he's most definitely probably available in your league. He's averaging about 11 points a game fantasy wise. And last week he's he's being looked at for sure by Tannehill. I think they're deprioritizing Corey Davis overall. All, knowing that, first of all, A.J. Brown is for sure like the dime player that he, Tannehill keeps looking at. But aside from him, I think that Humphreys is sliding into that number two spot. And he seems to just be putting up consistently a touchdown a game, essentially. So 
I would say if if you can, he just got reinstated off of uh, injured reserve because of COVID, because all of the Titans had COVID. <laughs> but he should be available in your league right now, and they're gonna start. Tannehill's gonna keep looking at him now that he's back after a two week hiatus. So I do want to call out Adam Humphreys on Tennessee Titans. I think he's gonna get a lot this week. I like it. I yeah, like it. Maybe tough against Pittsburgh, but they have to look at someone. They're gonna so. have to look at someone, right? Exactly. And if they're if they're all over AJ Brown, they're gonna need somewhere else to go. Yeah. Uh, Anyone else for the wide receiver core that you're feeling particularly boomy or busty about? Um, I like uh, Robbie Anderson on Carolina. I think we talked Carolina last week and we were right in saying that's a really tough matchup against Chicago. Needless to say, Robbie Anderson did fairly well. He had 77 yards, a couple of catches, nothing nothing to write home about. But um, they take on the Saints this week. I think that's a better matchup. Um, both for, you know, Teddy Bridgewater as well as Robbie Anderson. And frankly, Robbie Anderson's really kind of taken over the uh, the number one, you know, um, you know, slot over there, even ahead of DJ Moore. So I think this will be a, a good uh, bounce back week, especially since they had a tough matchup against the Bears last week. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I like him. I like him. I like him. I like him. I'm wondering, someone that do we like this pick? I'm in the middle here after an extremely boomy week two weeks ago. Mike Williams on the Chargers. He came off of, oh, man. Hamstring injuries. Yep. Hardly any points the first four weeks of the season. Comes back week five against the Saints and puts up 30-plus points, almost 35 points. They had a bye week last week, the Chargers. And and now they're coming back against the Jaguars, who should be a, a fairly, I don't want to say easy competitor, who knows these days, but should be a fairly easy matchup. So how do you feel about Mike Williams? I'm like pretty, I'm pretty okay with it. You're pretty okay with it? I'm pretty okay with it. I think, um, I, I think he could be a good sleeper pick. Um, it's like we talked about Keenan Allen a little bit. I, I think Keenan Allen will be fine. Um, but that said, you know, he did, uh, Mike Williams did, you know, kind of pick up, uh, you know, where he had left off last season finally. Um, so we'll see, you know, look, Justin Herbert, as we've talked about is hot. He's been throwing the ball to Mike Williams could, could be a good week, especially against Jacksonville. Yeah. And there's like a, there's a number of these names that keep coming up as like potential sleepers, like the Mike Williams of the worlds, the Christian Kirks of the worlds. There's also like people have been throwing around Tra- Travis Fulgham on the Eagles yep, and yep, yep. T Higgins on the Bengals. Like it's the same names coming up over and over and over again. So I think pretty soon they're going to like transition from the sleepery pick to maybe like a pretty solid flex player. So agree. Interesting, 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 interesting. Uh, I love it. Well, that's a good, that's a good time. I think to, pivot over to tight ends. Let's talk more pass uh, catchers. Yeah, let's talk about it. I've I've got a I've got a personal dilemma. Okay. And that is this is an actual question that I don't have an answer to. I picked up Richard Rogers off of the waivers, speaking of Travis Fulgham on the Eagles. Richard Rogers is the third string tight end for behind Zach Ertz. Oh my, uh, you're really digging deep, aren't you? I'm well, here's my thing. So I'm <laughs> digging. I need to make the decision now. Like, football yeah, because we are talking soon. Thursday night, and that game's going to get played soon. Well, can we talk this one through live? Because I really do need to make a call right now, Let's and I'm going to make this trade on my waivers and then leave this person in my lineup. <laughs> it's either playing Richard Rogers uh, on the Eagles versus the Giants tonight, Thursday night football, or 
playing Hayden Hurst on the Falcons, and I forget who they're playing, but Hayden Hurst on the Falcons. After a big week from Matt Ryan, they're playing the Lions. What do you think? I'm doing whatever we decide on. Oh, gosh. I mean... So don't sabotage me. I'm not going to sabotage... If I was playing you, I would sabotage... No, I'm just kidding. I'm not going to sabotage you. I mean, look. Ertz is out. Goddard is out. Effectively, I guess that makes Richard Rodgers the number one tight end there. But, like, who is Richard Rodgers? I didn't even know who that was when you said his name. So (laughs) I'll be totally honest. I didn't even know who that was. So to me... Again, I am not an expert. I have no crystal ball. Just because I don't know who he is doesn't mean that he's bad. But, I mean, how many snaps has this guy seen? Like, I I, I don't know. That seems a little... Very few. Look, the Giants kind of suck. Um, you know, Philly hasn't been that great either. Um, ugh, I don't know. If you've got Hayden Hurst, I feel like you kind of just have to go that route. I think I'm going to drop Richard Rodgers right now. And okay. I'm going to put Hayden Hurst in. I hope But I, I did hope pick up right. Richard Rodgers... It could be it could be good, but I was scraping. But Hayden Hurst is available as of right this second. So hold on, I'm gonna make that trade. Hold please. Hold please, hold please, hold please. Look, he had a touchdown last week. I get that Julio Jones is back, but like we talked about earlier, Matt Ryan seems to be heating back up a little bit, so I don't know. I that would be my if I had that dilemma, I would go with Hayden Hurst. I didn't even know who Richard Rogers was till you said his name. So, but that's just me. Okay. Not enough snaps to prove himself. Maybe next time, Richard Rogers. It's been it's been fun. Okay, so that's it for my personal dilemma. Back to the other tight ends, and and I know we have uh, we have one of the close ones to your heart on this list. Someone you've picked up and dropped uh, once or twice. So, <laughs> and now there's a dog in your lap. So I don't know if you're going to be able to answer this. But. I'm definitely going to be able to answer it. It's fine. He's I guess he feels really strongly about this too. I will just say welcome to the season to Rob Gronkowski who finally caught a touchdown last week. <laughs> Seriously, I'm finally feeling the synergy between Tom and Gronk again, I mean, look, and it actually felt really nice to watch. Every It does. It feels nice to see them connect. Every week, or almost every week, the last four weeks, you know, Gronk has gotten more and more yards. He finally found the end zone last week. It could be a good matchup against Vegas this this week as well. Look, we we talked about this. Obviously, these guys have a connection. The the problem was more that Tampa Bay's coaching staff just doesn't utilize the tight end. Maybe now that you're seeing mm-hmm. Gronk catch some more passes, you know, be a little bit more reliable, be open in the end zone, maybe that means good things. Who knows? But I just wanted to welcome him to the season catching a, his first touchdown. I am so glad that he's decided to join us. So that could be a fun one if you're looking to pick up a tight end, I guess. Hard to say in the tight end spot. We've got some weird ones this week, but who knows? Rodgers, Hurst, Gronk, we don't know. We're guessing. Go ahead and give him a spin. Um, what we do know is defense-wise. Who are you Michelle, streaming? A, who are you streaming this week? you want to spotlight. You, I'll tell you who I did stream, and it has a big old question mark next to it in my head. Uh, I streamed the Saints. I'm scraping the bottom of this bucket. I do not know what to do about streaming defenses. There's no one left. There's no one left. Yeah, this is where How it gets tough. How stupid is that going to be? How Who are they playing? How stupid is that stream? They're playing the Panthers. They're playing the Panthers. Panthers looked like pretty crappy last week. I don't think it's stupid, but I do think that like what I've said, I think Teddy Bridgewater has found a pretty good 
rhythm over there. I think Mike Davis has found a pretty good rhythm over there, you know, filling in for Christian McCaffrey. So I don't think it's stupid. You just may not get a ton of points out of them. I think it actually is stupid, so I'm going to have to revisit it. (laughs) Like, I I would never make that recommendation to anyone, but... um, I mean, look, a couple of defenses worth looking at uh, in keeping our theme because we haven't... Again, I'm saying it even though I know this game will have already been played... Uh, you know anyone versus the uh, the Giants? So I I, I kind of like yeah. I kind of like the Eagles D against the Giants. Um, you know Daniel Jones hasn't hasn't um, thrown uh, Daniel Jones has an interception in all but one game. I will just say that. So this this will be too late for you mm-hmm. to pick them up. But um, but my my highlight for the week is uh, Buffalo. I've I've had Buffalo D for Love the it. majority of the season. Um, they've, they've done extremely well, um, with the exception probably of, um, what was it? I think it was like last week they had a pretty, a pretty tough matchup. Um, but this week they have the Jets. So Buffalo D should be in everywhere. Yeah. Here's another, one more head scratcher. Can I give it to you? Uh Because Buffalo is no brainer. Saints, I would probably never recommend to anyone, but (laughs) I'm doing it. Um, how about... The the potentially the worst defense in the league, the Dallas Cowboys, like really horrible defense. They're playing the Washington football team. Would you pick them up? If you're in a really tough spot, would you pick them up? Look, no, I just I wouldn't. The one t- <laughs> the one time I streamed Dallas D was against Danny Dimes, and I was right. But I don't I don't yeah. know if I would have felt good about it against any other team. That's my That's, reaction. Uh, that is so spot on. That's what I. That was the other defense that I was debating between. I'm only saying this for the people out there who are really in a bind. Like, for are real, you really in a bind? Of, who did, is your yes. defense on by? Who who did you have? I had um I had the Cardinals and they were doing just fine. Oh, I should right, have right, never right. drop them and now they're Ooh, gone and forever. Snagged them. And yep, that was a bad. One. Yeah, I made I made a fucking last week was the worst fantasy week I've ever had. I made so ever? many mistakes. Like. Okay, like, well look, maybe hey, ever. I think I hey, had 70 points. Listen, we're going to end Real this bad. on we're going to end this on a high note. Yeah. Everybody makes You're mistakes. Right, Michelle. Everybody makes mistakes. Right. There's no crystal ball. Maybe you shouldn't have dropped them though since they were doing pretty good. I think you got a little trigger happy on the waiver, but it happens. I have done the same thing. I got way trigger happy last week and I made some stupid calls and it happens, but you know, it you does. talk yourself into one thing and you look at the matchups and you think you've got it all figured out, but like you don't know until you know. You don't know. The only thing you do know is that you don't know. That's we the, don't know anything. <laughs> that is the that is the equally exciting and frustrating thing about fantasy football and other fantasy sports. You think you know, but you might not know. <laughs> you never know, and that's why fantasy is the best because you can you can know everything and still know nothing. And still know nothing. And- <laughs> I guess that's our philosophy to that's our super space. I read all the numbers. I look at all the things. I think I know what I'm talking about. I think I make great plays. Sometimes it pays off. Sometimes it doesn't. That is the world of fantasy football. And that is why we play. And that is why we come to your earballs every week 
If you're listening this far, thank you for always listening to us Friday mornings, 8 a.m. Eastern. We'll be back to you all next week. And in the meantime, remember, follow us anywhere you get your podcasts. Go follow us on Apple Podcasts and give us five stars if you're feeling really happy. And on social media, we're on Instagram at the Draft Queens and on Twitter at the underscore Draft Queens. Michelle, as always, hoping we're making some good calls this week, but uh, let's, I can't wait to talk more fantasy this time next week. 